0: Yep. Good morning. Good morning. Great people, man. I'm Dolo this morning. Excuse my printer. You know, still got the kids here doing school work. So, you know, you got to be a principal, lunch lady, IT specialist, lunch man. All the above, man. How y'all doing? It is. <clears throat> Uh, what is it, Thursday, May 13th? Just uh, NFL just released the schedule. Damn it, man, that's why all my ink is gone. I mean, this is this school stuff is wild, man. But how's everybody else out there doing, man? Guys, drop some comments in the box, gonna be a lot of fan interaction, obviously, today without AB here. Um, got a lot to talk about. Um, I'll wait till I jump into it. She is printing a damn novel. Just a second. Oh! Like, right, come on, man. Come on, man. For a fourth grader. Uh, but anyway, you know what you guys think about this schedule that just came out, man? My first thoughts on it, obviously, I look at the, looked at the Colts' schedule first. We got four primetime games. Um, Only one at home. I don't know what uh what the, what the commission has against Lucas Oil Stadium or Jim Merce, or maybe you know Peyton and they beat them just whooped up on people too much back in the day on primetime. I don't know what it is, but for some reason we're not getting that home primetime love. But we're gonna be all right, man. We are gonna be all right. Uh. Ha- No, I don't say that. The Lions don't deserve that. But uh, drop some comments in here, man. Um, We're gonna go obviously talk about the schedule. You know, we won't talk too much about that. Don't talk about the schedule. Talk about what players look for when they look at the schedule. Obviously, I'm sure you guys have all heard cold games. Um, You know, when do we go to certain cities? But uh, I'm gonna dive into that a little bit more. Go talk about practice too. Teddy Bridgewater was on the um all things cover pod with um Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. And um talking about his experience last year as a starting quarterback with the Carolina Panthers and spoke on um hold on, let me see what Triple J talking about. Okay, Zach, you like the countdown? You saw I, I did that by myself too. No, you know what I mean? I just went. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that's a little thing. But um, but anyway, so Teddy B was talking about practice and how the Panthers didn't focus a lot on two-minute red zone, which are huge, huge parts of uh of the game, of winning NFL games, obviously. So gonna dive into you know my thoughts on that. Um some matchups, intriguing matchups we have next se- this season. You got the Bucks, Patriots, I'm sure going to be tapped into that one. Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence, that'll be a good one. Uh, I'm excited. We talked about it earlier in the show. Um, how soon do we get Justin Fields out there in the field? Uh, for Chicago, I think, you know, it's good for the league when the Chicago Bears have a good football team. Um, and then, you know, it's never too early to start talking about some betting. You know, some locks that I see from week one. Um, had a Twitter spaces last night. Um, shout out to everybody that jumped on there. Um, it ended off. it ended with like a 30 minute um, real locker room, a very mild locker room uh, debate, discussion, argument, whatever you want to call it with um, with uh, the OG, triple OG, Carl Banks. He was up on the spaces. Um, you know, it's a lot of young people in in here, I'm sure. But uh, third over, he was a third overall pick in the 1984 draft, I believe. Uh, one of those two Super Bowls, Lawrence Taylor, Pepper Johnson, my old coach in New England, uh, Bill Belichick, obviously, was also a member of the 1980s all-decade team for the NFL. So it was good to chop it up with a legend. Roddy Lott jumped in there for a little bit, He, he got out of there before I could get him up on stage. I'm definitely gonna get Ronnie Lott on stage soon. Uh probably make it an OG Wednesday type thing. Uh, Pepe jumped up there. Shout out to Pepe. He jumped up there on the stage, asked some questions, asked a couple questions, uh both statement. I saw a lot of familiar faces uh, from the pod. So I appreciate y'all gonna start doing that more. Um, I do Clubhouse as well. Um Twitter Spaces thing, though, it is it, dope. I think it's I think, I think it's going somewhere. Um what else we got? Uh NBA, obviously, um, you know they're going into playoff mode. It's so crazy. The NFL does such a great job of marketing and and, and talking about you know what's going on. Like we just had a whole I, I said and talked on the on the app for an hour and a half about a schedule. Like I didn't talk, we didn't I didn't talk to my teammates that much about our schedule when it came out. Uh, but now they got prime time, you know, three four hour shows. And people, you know, everybody's talking about it now. So it seems like it's always NFL season, whether it's the draft, the combine, you know, pro days, um, free agency, training camps, everything, man. It's it's always something. Um, also, some news that you guys may not have, may not know yet. Um, I'm not sure about the other team, but I know the Colts, the Colts are going to be starting their workouts this upcoming Monday. So most of the it ship, it'll be close to perfect attendance and they'll be in the building for two weeks. You know, the OTAs are usually like, I want to say like a 10 to 12 week program, maybe. But um, it's going to be two weeks. Everybody's going to be in the building. They're going to be getting work done. Um, and then after that two weeks, they'll pretty much be on their own. You know, physically, they won't be in person up until training camp. And training camp typically starts at the end of July. And then obviously, you go into your preseason. You got your three preseason games now. And then you start your 17 game uh, NFL season, which is going to be still wild. Still crazy to even think about when you start thinking about win totals. And they can't go 500, obviously. Um, it's that extra game, extra week. But it's more football for us. I feel sorry for the guys, though. Woo, woo. Hey, I might. <clears throat> if that's breaking news, I'm not sure. But like I said, it's happening with the Colts. Not positive, it's happening with, with the other teams, but pretty sure most teams are working something out to get the guys in the building and, um, you know, get after with the OTAs and stuff. Like I said, go talk about practice. I personally think it's it's important. It's important to be in the building. Um, it's important to be around your guys as you know, as much as possible, obviously safely. Um, you know, however you feel about the vaccine, you know, some people will be vaxxed, some people won't be. Um, I had one of the GMs, I think Brandon Bean came out and said, you know, they asked him on a pod or something, would he cut a player that wasn't vaccinated if it meant that they could go back to regularly? you know, meeting and doing things like that. And he said he absolutely would, which wasn't surprising, but a little, uh, but, um, anyway, I think it's beneficial for players, especially young players going into a new system or, you know, playing for a new coach or obviously, you know, trying to, trying to win a job, you know, it's only a small group of people who, you know they're locked in. Well, not that small, but a, a, a small group of people who are locked into their position and their role on their specific teams. For a lot of other guys, they're trying to earn those roles. And the only way you can do it, the best way you can do that is knowing what the hell you got to do, knowing where the hell you got to be um, all the time. So it's important to be in that building. So when I saw the boycotts and I saw the this and the that, I was a little hesitant. Like, hey, you know, if I'm a young guy, get your ass in that building, man. Get up there and, and get that work, talk to those coaches, talk to your players. Um, because I'm of the mind you need that. I saw Tom Brady come out and say something along the lines of like, you know, y'all don't don't worry about it. don't get in here and get these OTAs. Y'all, you know, stay safe, stay away from the building. Meanwhile, he'll be in Tampa putting together throwing camps for his squad. <laughs> uh, you know, trying to trying to separate it for the pack. So don't fall for that okey-doke from uh from Tom Brady so but to answer your question I might be an insider I might be an insider on my hat. but uh yeah Pat Pat McAfee jumped up on the uh the spaces for a little bit got up there really just to talk shit about Bitcoin taking a dive Um, because of damn Elon if I see Elon if I see Elon if I see Elon it's on site It's on site, but um anyway. We want to start off with what do y'all want to say? Y'all tell me, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all run the show today, man. What are we what are we starting off with? The first response is what we're starting off with. Taking the comments, this damn chair. It's bothering me. Got Blake Borders. No, I can't start off with Blake Borders. Blake Borders did sign with Green Bay, though. Signed to a one-year deal. Obviously a former. I think he was a top-five pick. Very familiar with him. Played with the Jacksonville Jaguars At this point in his career. Probably, he was probably the best option available on the street, uh, you know, quarterbacks right now. So, you know, a little more assurance for the Packers. Uh, I personally think Jordan Love stinks right now, um, and that's why we didn't even see him suited up for, uh, to be a backup quarterback some games last year but um we uh so we did so gonna jump into this schedule nfl schedule uh the Bucks open up with the, the the um the cowboys and the cowboys i mean you ask what what have they done to deserve this billing right open up first game of the season thursday night football prime time cowboys at buccaneers and I mean, honestly, what they've done—I talk about a lot on the show—is business. It, you know, obviously, football is football. That's the game part of it, but the business side of it—they are the, you know, they're—I don't want to call them a spectacle, but you know, they're always talking about them. You're not getting media when I go do some of these things with, with the big. I'm actually looking at a network right now, and the thing is, how about the Cowboys? Cowboys will play ten games on Fox during the new 2021 schedule. So they're always been talked about the most valuable f- sports franchise, I believe, in the world, according to Ford. So that's what they've done to earn that billing. Not much on the football field to earn it, but they're opening up the season. That's what we got. Um, another some other interesting matchups from week one. Um, obviously, we got the Seahawks at the Colts. Last time the Seahawks came into the building, we whooped that ass. Um, then we went out there and they, you know, they handled business on us. So we got to get them back. Um, I mean, I think Justin Fields will be out there that Sunday night football game against the Rams, the new look Rams with uh, Matt Stafford. That'll be a good one. Hopefully, Justin Fields is out there. I think he should be. Y'all heard that whole conversation back and forth debate with A.B. Uh, then Monday night, you got the Baltimore Ravens at the Raiders. And now, like I said, it's never too early to start talking about betting you know a lot of people tuned in and were very um locked in on the betting stuff last season and this this haters oh, okay ravens are favorite okay i thought i saw that but um, anyway so when we look at first thing i used to look at when the schedule came out obviously the cold games but you know within your division you know when when are we going to houston you know oh a lot of food food in houston um, some other things when are you, are you going to any warm cities late in the season do you got any late games against cold city teams but since we had a dome do we have them at home um you know if your family's in certain places around or friends in certain areas um you obviously look at those games look forward to them and then you start counting off you know all right when you know when ah uh, uh, you know we can start off out the gate we can go three and one we can go four and oh Shit, we might go two and two. Um, So you start kind of doing that, Um, but it's not a big, big thing, honestly, as a player. You know, the fans, obviously, you know, guys are guys and ladies booking trips, making plans, all that good stuff, but um, a lot going on, Monday night football schedule, what about it, Triple J? What about it? Ooh, okay, we got some. Da, 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 da. Nah, I won't start with that one. Let me see. I'm about to take the first question. I want to talk. I want to talk about these schedule, these games. Chart. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, I don't even know how to say this name, Sterecki. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the Chargers this year. You guys should know how high I'm on. I am on uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's phenomenal quarterback. I think he was a top, probably seven, eight quarterback last year. Should take more steps going into the second year. Got great weapons around him. I really want to see Derwin James healthy. Um, they signed Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round. He should be out there starting as a rookie, I believe. They went with Sean Slater to shore up that left, um, that left side. Invested a lot in that old line. The Chargers are, are going to be a good team to watch this year. Obviously, you got the Chiefs in that division, still the favorite by a stretch. Unless A-Rod ends up over there in Denver, then we might have to have a conversation. But for right now, for right now, that's what we got. Boop, um, boop, 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 boop. Boo. Matt, question about the bye week. Matt Maringer, coach bye week being so late. Is that a good or bad thing? Uh... You know what it honestly depends on how your your season's going, you know, how how are your injuries shaping up. Um injuries for other teams, you know what's going on with them. And that's that's the other thing about the schedule. Um when it comes out, when it comes out, you can look at it and say, "Oh, you know, these teams, you know, these teams were playoff teams last year or they, these teams sucked last year or um you know you got your strength of schedules and this and that and you can look at the thing you know certain teams are going to be good and you know certain teams on paper they look like they're going to stink it up but you got to get out there and play the game so you look at your schedule before the season and then by week four week six week eight you know that schedule looks completely different like you may have the bangles you know you may think something coming out of them out of the gate and then now you get to week eight and the Bengals, you know, they may be, you know, five and three at the time or something like that. Uh, week nine, they're five and three or, you know, four and four, but they're playing everybody tough. And now you're like, okay, that's, you know, maybe that, you know, that's going to be a different ball game or a team who's supposed to be good, but, you know, their quarterback is hurt or they running back, I heard, or maybe a, another significant piece on their team goes down and completely changes the outlook for that team. So it's one thing to look at it preseason on paper, but you gotta play those games, man. You got to play those games. And um, you know, that always that always changes. <clears throat> <You gotta> go. <laughs> Tone going right to Tebow Arthur the rails. Tone, shout out to Tone, that's the producer of the show. He says, with your Tebow comments on Pat Show, who do you have in the top in your top five of non-NFL players? Don't disrespect Timothy Tebow like that. That could make the move to the NFL talent-wise. Non-NFL players. Um, you know, we've seen guys do it and come from college, from different sports. Talked about Tony Gonzalez doing it Antonio Gates doing it. Those guys, obviously, at a Hall of Fame level. Jimmy Graham, uh, Mo Alleycock, Eric Swoop. Um, professional athletes from other sports that can come to the NFL. Russell Westbrook is probably the first person that comes to mind. Um, but like I said, it's kind of a disrespectful question towards Timothy Tebow because Tim Tebow is, who just said that? He read my mind, Craig. Timothy Tebow is a football player through and through, through and through. Jacksonville legend. Jacksonville Nice High School, look him up. A lot of people don't know that. Jacksonville Nice. I'm a Florida guy, so I know it, but. Jacksonville nice, um, high school legend. Obviously, a college football legend. Arguably, the greatest college football player of all time. Um, but he has been out of the league for a while. He has been playing baseball, and he will come back playing a new position, tight end, trying to play a new position, should I say good thing about it obviously he's a football player through and through he's taking hits he's had injuries he's had long seasons he's you know up down all those different things um he's been a quarterback so now you know he's going from playing quarterback to playing a skill a, a tight end position which is like going from mentally like going from uh trigonometry to you know algebra one you know algebra one to calculus like it, so he's gonna know exactly where the hell to line up exactly what to do and that's a, that's half the battle as a player so um but to get back to your question russell westbrook the first person that comes to mind a lot of people say lebron um lebron's one of the great probably the greatest one of the greatest athletes ever so he could definitely obviously come in and be successful at it but the first guys that come to my mind are like uh russell westbrook um John Wall. Uh how big is Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts, is a good athlete. Um, who was it? Was another guy who used to, he was man, he used to fly. He probably still plays right now in baseball. Might be Hamilton or something like that. But um, Carl Crawford back in the day. You know I mean, football, you know, it's reps. You get out there and if you're tough. Think about football, you gotta be able to get your shit knocked loose. Get back up there and, and do it again. Anthony Edwards for sure. I can definitely see uh Anthony Edwards um getting in there and doing it. If I had to look at this the coach schedule right now, somebody asked me to predict the Colts record, max major 76. Match max major 76. Let's go through this coach schedule right now. <clears throat> Ooh, actually, I had it written down. I had it early yesterday, like uh, like they say on Pat show. Jay new, D-Bud knew, but I couldn't leak it. I don't want to get anybody fired. So uh, out the gate, Seahawks. You got Seahawks coming into town. Obviously, tough game. Um, super veteran quarterback, Russell Wilson, coming in. That defense for them is healthy. They can play really well. Um, Carson Wentz, this will be his first. Game under center for the Colts. We have historically started slow. So uh, let you know what let's say loss. Let's say we lose that one all one loss, and then we got the Rams at home. I say we beat the Rams W. Tennessee at Tennessee. Win I'm gonna sweep them. That's already another win. Tennessee. Miami at Miami. Hmm. Win. Monday night football at Baltimore. Now, this is the third game of a three-game road trip. Monday night football. I'm going to say we lose that one. Lost to Baltimore. We come back. We got Houston at home, 1 o'clock. We win on a short week. Then we got to fly across the damn country and play the 49ers. Depending on if we fly Saturday or Friday, we fly on Friday, two days early, we win that game. We fly the day before, we lose it. So I'm going to say L. L there, like I said, we beat Tennessee again week eight. We beat the dog shit out of the Jets on Thursday night football, their only primetime game. Jacksonville, 1 p.m., win. At Buffalo, we owe their ass, win. Tampa Bay, yeah, I'm gonna say loss at Houston win bye week, come back. We got New England. I say we get New England win Christmas game at Arizona. We fly back out there on Christmas. We're going from the cold to the warm. Even though it's gonna be in a dome, obviously. Uh that's a toss up. Las Vegas Raiders. I say we beat them at home. Jacksonville, we beat them. You know, I, I say, I say we, I say we lose to the uh, to the Cardinals. So that's one, two, three, four, five losses. Only five. What's that? So shit, twelve and five. Twelve and five. There we have it. There we have it. I think the Jets have – we uh we also had Dan on man, in the spaces last night, Um, front office. He's, he he worked in the front office with the New York Jets. Tell y'all, y'all need to hop in these Twitter spaces or the clubhouse when I open them up. We had Dan on there from the Jets, front office with the Jets. We had LeJay Dusable played 10 years in the league, uh, played for the Jets for the 49ers. Uh, who else do we have in there? Um, like I said, Pat. We had Gump from Pat Show. Um, Carl Banks, that's some guy. We got some good, good, some good, some good people in there. Great questions, all type of things. Um, so 12 and five, 12 and five. That doesn't even sound right. This dude's really playing 17 games. That absolutely stinks. God dang. Uh merch rusty the merch will be available next month june i'm new to this merch game so i'm trying to do it um do it right do it right but uh everything's gonna be available the db stuff it's gonna be everything db stuff the man to man stuff is gonna be super dope um ab got that whipped up it's gonna be super dope man um but yeah so uh I'm going to jump into these 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 comments, these practice comments about 2 minutes and just give y'all cuz y'all I've been getting questions on here to talk um a little bit more about, you know, football and going into a little detail. So I do I take this opportunity to do it here. So, like I said, Teddy B talked about the lack of preparation in the 2-minute two, two red zone. So, 2 minute almost every game most games against good teams in the NFL come down to either getting a stop in two minute, your defense, or as an offense, you know, going out there and trying to score in the two minute drive to win still a game. So, um, super, super um, important, obviously. Now, in the two minute drive, what, how this happens in practice is the coach calls everybody up, offense goes to one side, defense goes to one side. He tells "Hey, brings the situation. All right. So first team, you know, 11 personnel That's three wide receivers. That's one running back, one tight end. That's why it's called 11 personnel. You bring in three wide receivers. Right. That's that makes your five eligibles. Typically, that's the two minute personnel for defense. It's typically a sub or a dime personnel sub five DBs on the field dime. Uh, Six DBs on the field. So um you run your sub, you run your dime out there. Coach says, hey, this is the situation. You know, we got one 147 on the clock, two timeouts, offense needs a touchdown to win. You know, down by five. Offense needs a touchdown. Obviously, you got to get it stopped. Put the ball down, offensive coordinator has to call their plays, defensive coordinators have to call their plays. All the players on each side of the ball have to make their adjustments, and it's a real game situation. Hut, hut! Drop the ball. Outside of that, those type of situations, things are scripted, right? You know, if I'm, if we're playing against whatever team as a defense, we have our players who, are, you know, backup players, or, um, you know, even some players who, who, who start sometimes, but usually backup players, or practice squad players on the opposing scout team, and they literally look at a card. I like guess a card with a diagram with the plays. Hey, you go here, you go there, you do that. And then we get the looks of, we're opening up with Seahawks. So they, we will have, as a, as an Indianapolis coach defense, we will have looks from the scout team for the Seahawks offense. So their formations, their route concepts, et cetera, et cetera. Once we do the two-minute, that's just live bullets flying. We don't know what's going to be called. We don't know what adjustments are going to be made. So that when we get in the game, we're already used to, you know, those things happening at a fast pace. You know, no real like, oh, are we supposed to be doing, okay, we're supposed to be running this coverage against that formation, but they did this, let's go over that. Nah, it's just, we're going. So I made a comment about two-minute um, a couple months ago, actually, about the importance of it on Twitter, maybe watching the game. I said something about, you know, practicing two-minute and blah, blah, because usually it's only one day a week that teams do that on Thursdays, and it's usually good on good. So it's first offense against first defense, and – um. And uh, honey, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, on, you know replied to me, comment on it, it was like, hey, out here with Big Red and the Chiefs, we practice two-minute every day. And I'm like, damn. Or maybe you know my comment was, if I was a coach or something like that, I would practice two-minute every day just because of the level of importance of it. And he commented on it and said, hey, that's what we do out here in Kansas City. So obviously they have the talent, but that continuity and that communication to where to where we know where we're going to be the type of plays as a defense as a defensive player you should know what type what calls your coordinator is going to make just by the personnel that's on the field um this game situation you should have a short menu of plays that all right he's probably gonna call this this or that so that when he calls it your gears are kind of already turning but if you're not practicing that you know, from the coaches down to the players and everybody's not on the same page. Once you get in a situation, you look at the Panthers, they lost a lot. They lost Gump was on the stage and he's a big time gambler. And he was taught, he was going back to games where they lost close games with critical plays where they, you know, and obviously that's a lack of, you know, you always hear you practice how you play, you play how you practice. So, uh, you know, it's a big, it's a huge, huge thing in New England. Bill Belichick always made us go over gotta have it plays like that was a big thing for him gotta have it plays gotta have it. what do they like to do in gotta have it situations two minute four minute which four minute is you know if you're the offense you're trying to run the clock out you're trying to get a couple first downs to get on the knee and obviously the defense in that situation gotta be super aggressive Try to get a stop, try to force a turnover and get the ball back to your offense. So two minute uh, situation, four minute situations, Uh, red zone situations. So like when we get close to the goal line or, you know, what do they do on third and two, fourth and two, Uh, go to go type situations, game on the line, two point conversions. What do they do? What play? What are their favorite plays? Because all the coordinators, all the quarterbacks have their favorite plays that they like to run in those situations like if you go back and you look at the last five years of you know matt ryan or drew Brees or uh Peyton man whoever and you say okay what do they do in these games when they're in these situations the same situations come up in the game what do they like to do what plays do they go to what players what type players do they go to what type of shifts what type of motion? so the more you prepare for those things uh the more ready you are when those situations arise in the game and the better you're going to play so um for them not to be practicing those now it was a new staff out there in carolina you had a new defensive coordinator with phil snow new offensive coordinator with uh joe brady who was the lsu coordinator i believe college guy and You had a new head coach with matt rule who was also a first year um nfl coach so it's something that hopefully they learn from it and um you know they get better and they grow from it but um that's in my opinion coaching malpractice (laughs) absolutely coaching malpractice and um you can't have that and i didn't think teddy bridge would have got a fair shot um obviously he could have played better he could have done some things better but that's the nature of the beast nature of the business but that's my five cents on that whole situation um yeah kind of went on a little rant there hope y'all took something from it but uh when i heard that i was like man that's absolutely nuts um had a busy busy media week jumped in uh, jumped on pat pat show on what was that tuesday maybe talking about the tebow situation and talking about his him thinking the country of uh the nfl would medal in the olympics um and then i uh, went on jim rome this week had a great uh conversation with jim rome i'm gonna drop that link i already dropped it last night on my twitter that full interview with Jim Rome but um yeah man doing some things keeping it moving keep it pushing thinking about thinking about thinking about something right now I get back to y'all on that GI Joe 317 DeForest Buckner versus Quentin Nelson at practice I'm sure that's a sight to behold at practice big Grover Stewart in there too that is a, um, yeah, that, that, that would be a great, great matchup. I mean, that's, that's the thing about practice, man. Like, and in the NFL, before I get off this soapbox, red zone. Now, it's malpractice enough not to practice two minute, but not to practice red zone. So, red zone in the NFL, shit happens so fast down there i believe teddy said they used to walk through it on fridays or something like that and walk through is is like a slower pace right like you know not full speed some players don't even have cleats on and shoes and you're you know okay this is the spot this is the coverage boom here i'm here that's what a walk through is when you get in the game like i couldn't imagine being a quarterback walking through red zone and then when i get in the game this is really my first time really seeing like this shit full speed because red zone, like NFL, the windows are this close. The time is that red in the red zone, especially the tight red zone. It's like no time to think it's there are no windows. You got to create your windows. You have to overly sometimes anticipate throws because as a DB, I know you can't run by me. Like I know you can't run 20, 30, 40 yards down the field now. So as a DB, I'm sitting on the goal line. I'm forcing you to run over the top of me if you're a good DB. I'm forcing that quarterback to make quick, accurate, I mean, extremely accurate throws. Great decisions. Maybe you got to check into a run. So for you to not practice that live, I mean, that's wild. That's unbelievable. But um, that's crazy. Uh, Take a couple questions real quick. Take a 30-second break. And then be right back on the other side of that. i gonna finish off with more questions. I'm uh, gonna talk basketball. I may, you know, I may talk a little, you know, a little stock market, a little crypto. Um, and then take questions. I love these questions from you guys. I'm gonna start asking you, I'm gonna start having you guys send these questions in beforehand. Um, so I have, I mean, I like answering off the top of my head, but some better answers to some of them. And then also, you got to get a mailbox. You got to start. So we're going to have to put some live production. Oh, best blockers here. I already see some good questions in here. Um, Dave K. D-Bull, how, how frustrating was it in the red zone with QBs that could extend plays like Rodgers, Wilson, Mahomes types? So think thing about the red zone is that's another element of it. Every, it was something a coach used to say is every quarterback becomes a scrambler in the red zone. Because once again, you're trying to as a quarterback, you're trying to buy a little more time. Sometimes you're trying to create more opportunities for your receivers to get open. And sometimes, especially when you get closer to the end zone and when you guys watch football this year, you'll see once you kind of get inside that 10 yard line, coaches kind of go one or two ways. Like it's one or two defensive coaches. The mindset is. Either I'm about to bring this gas, and I'm bringing pressure after you, and we're going to blitz the house and make you make a quick, accurate throw, get them out of any run look, or I'm going to drop a bunch of guys back in coverage. And I may send just only three guys at you and drop eight guys back in coverage to make those windows even smaller. Um, So when you do the coverage, that's when even like a Tom Brady-type quarterback will be able to buy more time, scramble, create more time for his guys to get open or even, you know, even run for three, four yards, which is big down there, or sneak in there for a touchdown because nobody's paying attention to him. So every quarterback becomes a scrambler in the tight red zone. In the red zone, but especially um, in the tight red zone. Um, Like I said, on the other side of this, be right back. Be taking more questions, get to some basketball stuff. What else are we going to get into? I wrote some stuff. There. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about uh shout out to Stewie. Stewie left Nike, went to Puma. She's getting her first signature signature shoe. I believe it's the first signature shoe for a WNBA player. If I'm not mistaken, I know Maya Moore went uh, Team Jordan not too long ago. Yeah. Um, we also had our, we got a, an episode, we, it dropped last night actually, but you guys should tap into it with Michael Bappas, um, a suit, <laughs> nah, it's my guy, a uh, wealth advisor over with the Vios, Vios Group and they work with the Rockefeller Capital up in New York. So, you know, obviously a lot of people getting into investing and crypto and all these different things that a lot of people weren't really into before 2020. Um, just some more information, more more, more game in that space because it's a lot of hype and shit around it, and not enough, you know, real talks about fundamentals and how shit, you know, supposed to go, things like that. Um, but yeah, that'll be on the other side, man. I'll be right back. Let me try to find this. Let me try to find this countdown thing again, man. Ooh, you can't tell me shit. I'll be right back though. One more time. oh man we back in the building I gotta figure out how to make that countdown a little longer come on Tony you gotta get me right you gotta get me right this whoops have I hey that could be false information I did not fact check that could be false information we got the WNBA starting tomorrow shout out first and foremost to the Atlanta dream we had their uh one of their owners on the show, Renee Montgomery, my UConn, my fellow UConn alum. Damn, yeah, I hope y'all can't hear that. The landscapers outside, they always show up. Shout out to all the uh but um shout out to the WNBA. So we got Stewie, so Stewie, agent Wilson, um Who else did that slam shoe? They did some dope, dope stuff in the slam. They also dropped the WNBA Commissioner Cup. So, um, and it's commissioner. And now, you know, WNBA regular starts tomorrow. So, we got a signature shoe. It pays out. So, the Commissioner Cup pays out the winning team. 500K with 30K going to each player's which is huge, you know, In the WNBA, the average salary is um, 85K. Okay, Zach said you he can't hear him. Good. But uh, so that's, that's big, man. The details on that is every team will play in the 10 interconference game in the first half of the season that will be considered the Commissioner's Cup games. The team with the best winning percentage in each conference of the Cup games will face off August 12th in Phoenix. The winning team will be awarded a half a million dollars to split amongst its players, a custom design cup that is passed from champion and champion per season. I mean, I think that's pretty dope, man. I think that's pretty dope. Obviously, I hope the um the um WNBA keeps growing their brand. Um, very skilled. Okay, now they're getting close. I know y'all can hear them now. Very skilled players. Um, I obviously have a ton of respect for them. You know, it's going to UConn. I feel like I played against half the WNBA or seen them play. Um, With all those UConn legends that are in the league. So uh, I'm excited about them starting tomorrow. Uh, Let's see. So Tone, nine players have had a signature shoe in the WNBA. Stewie, Brianna Stewart, will be the first in 11 years. Mind you, you know, Bree Stewart, once again, UConn legend. I believe she was four for four at UConn with Natty's. Uh, she, uh, her, her, her resume is phenomenal. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Let's get to the NBA. So Lakers won last night with no Stroder, no AD, no Bron, still found a way to win. I think they won by two. I mean, they did play a bum ass rockets, but still <laughs> won that game. And they stay in the 7th seed, which it's like an 80-plus percent chance that we're going to get the Lakers versus Steph in the play-in game. And that's most likely when LeBron will make his return. Now, yeah, that's what it's looking like right now. You got uh, Lakers and the Warriors, which. I mean, who 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 when they when they came up with the play-in thing, who would have who in the world would have thought we were gonna get the Lakers and the Warriors with Steph and LeBron on the court. Now obviously Clay's not there, and I think that's a big reason why the Warriors are here. The Lakers, you know, have dealt with their fair share of injuries this year with Anthony Davis and LeBron, so that's why they're here. But, I mean, you're getting some good basketball not only at the end of the NBA season, but, you know, <laughs> to start it off for the play-in. So, you got them. You got the Grizzlies and the Spurs. They're looking like the other playing game on the West. On the East side, you got the Hornets and the Celtics. And then you have the Pacers and the Wizards. Now, uh, once again, another shout-out to Russ for what he's been able to do with those triple-doubles. And not only that, but – having the Wizards on the brink of getting into the playoffs. Now, it's going to be tough for the Lakers to get healthy, in my opinion, and make a run for a back-to-back season. You know, super short offseason. Obviously, it took a toll on their bodies. You see how they limped through this regular season. And uh, I would say the same thing for the Nets. You know, those have been the favorite all season to represent both conferences. Uh, but James Hart with the Nets, he came back last night off the bench. And he looked like, you know, he didn't miss a step. He does that. Katie does that. And that's tough to do. Not, not only from a playing standpoint, from a win, uh, you know, win you know conditioning standpoint. But uh, after the game, they asked him, you know, was he surprised about his performance and being, being able to come back and play, you know, how he played. He said, no, I'm not surprised. Like, you know, I'm really I'm I'm, I'm really good at this game. <laughs> I'm really good at this game, which, which I agree. James Harden is great at the game. He lets the game come to him. Uh, he plays unselfishly, you know, when he has other players around him that can that can carry their weight. Um, obviously, he's one of the best offensive scorers that this game has ever seen. Um I love watching the play, man. If we if you can get a healthy Nets and a healthy Lakers, I, st- I still don't know if both will be a favorite at this point. I think it'll be tougher for the Lakers to get healthy and make a run in that West. So I'm sticking with my son's pick. I'm sticking with the Phoenix Suns. But, Brian said, he's only a couple days away from getting that back-to-back, and he is the GOAT, so we're going to see if he can turn up. And then um uh, if the Nets can get healthy, man, I think I'm going, I think I'm going back. I'm gonna go back to the Nets. If they can get healthy, it- it's gonna be hard for me to bet against KD, Kyrie, and-, and Harden. But that's a big if. A big if right now. But those are three like real life, like hoopers. Like, ho- like if I could just take somebody one person's game and take it with me anywhere and I can play exactly like this guy, it will be Kyrie. And then you got a unicorn. You got a seven-foot, you know, sniper with guard handles. And then you got James Harden, like I said, one of the best offensive weapons the league has ever seen. Passing, shooting, free throws, all that. So um, it'll be interesting. But Steve Nash, he is new. It'll be his first time, you know, dealing with that playoff atmosphere as a coach. Um. Tone is talking about the Bucs. Tone Gaines, He said the Bucks are the healthiest and have the best chemistry to him. I'm not a believer in the Bucks. I said every time they come up, I am not a believer in the Bucks. I'm not a believer in the Bucks. I'll tell you that right now. Um got the Nets. You do it. now Philly. I'm more of a believer in Philly. They always seem to fold in the playoffs too. But Finn B can stay healthy, which is a big if um <clears throat> big if but if he can stay healthy whew, he was on hey devin devin said does mb win mvp he was on pace jokers had an outstanding year too um them losing murray obviously the big hit for them going down the stretch but um I don't know if MB wins it. Who wins the MVP? Who would get my vote if I had to give a vote? Honestly, and I'm biased. You guys know I'm biased. My vote this year for the most valuable player be Steph Curry. I mean, he was box office. You look, if you look at the, the, the squad that he had out there with him, I mean. Usually, it goes to the best player on one of the best teams during the regular season, so I doubt, highly doubt he gets it. But if I had to cast a vote, Steph out there and out there in Golden State will be my vote. Uh, GI Joe 317, he said Steph's a play is a comeback player of the year, could be that, but I, I'm giving him MVP. Things that, what does he have? Damn it, 32 points a game. I said before the season he would average 33, I was a point off. I wish Wiggins gave him a little bit more. Uh, a lot of times they're playing four on five on offense with Draymond not being able to score, but Draymond does add different layers to that team, especially defensively with his communication, with his, his play, his flexibility, his leadership. And then our offense, the same thing, you know, getting guys where they're supposed to be, moving the ball, getting Steph open, hitting them when he's open. So I'm um, still a very, very valuable player. Um, Westbrook, um, share just said westbrook's a walking triple double mr triple double now officially uh, most all time gotta be in the mvp running i mean he, if most valuable he would be in there he would be an argument but uh i think it's gonna come down to either i think realistically joker would be in a conversation Giannis low key, is you know having probably a better statistical season in some areas Giannis may be in the convo he's been healthy most of the year and B, if he was healthy, I think he would have ran away with it. Um so probably, 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 um, but honestly, if we've been real, I think Joker deserves it. I think Joker deserves it if we've been real. Because they're a good team, been good all year. He's been phenomenal. They're a four a four C right now. Like I said, I lost Jamal Murray. He, he's had that team on his back all season. Julius Randle out there in the East with the Knicks. Shout out to the Knicks, man. They clinched. They're in the sixth, the sixth spot. Uh, they, might have to, they might have to bump into my heat. I know they don't want to see those heat. But um, the Heat have clinched the sixth seed. Let's just go through these seeds real quick. On the East, we got Philly. I'm going to just name them in order from top to bottom. Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Miami, Knicks. And then we talked about the play-ins. Boston and Charlotte. Boston and seven, Charlotte's at eight, Indies and in ninth, it's Pacers. And then you got the Wizards in 10th. On the west side, we got the Jazz, the Suns, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, the Mavericks. Maverick's kind of disappointing this year. The Lakers, the Warriors, seven, eight. And then you got Memphis and uh San Antonio nine and ten. Hopefully, it's a good playoffs. That's when I really, 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 really tap into the NBA game. Um, I've been watching more this year though, but that's when I'm okay. Let me lock into this. Outside of that, we talking about the schedules, and you know, Elon got me tripping on my on my crypto. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Who wins the play-in game in the East? You know what, man? I wouldn't want to see. I mean, I would not want to see. Um, I see. I see Washington winning theirs over the Pacers. Sorry, Pacer fans. In Boston, I mean, Boston lost Jalen Brown for the year. He's he's out for the year. Um, and I I wasn't really high on Boston anyway. We 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 talked about them earlier in the season, being. It, it been a huge possibility that they break up after this year. That means the coach, Coach Stevens. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the big three they have, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kimball Walker. Shout out to UConn. Another UConn great right there. But I think they break up after this. I'll take Charlotte in that playing game on the on the east side. If he came down to Charlotte and Boston, you know, young boy LaMelo's back What he's – the type of energy that, that team played, you know, they kind of held, held serve without him, uh, even being in the lineup. So, I'm gonna go Charlotte right now. And then on the west side, <sighs> I mean, I gotta take if, if the Lakers are healthy, i take them over the Warriors, even though Steph probably gonna go for 45. And then, um, then I'm actually go with the Spurs over the Grizzlies if this ends up being what it is. But, um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna pick a champ once the NBA starts. I want you guys to pick one too, see who's right. Uh I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm not even gonna get into Victor Oladipo right now, but I hope he I hope he gets healthy, man. I hope he gets healthy. Um, what else we got, man? What else we got? <clears throat> Alfonso C. Do you believe in the jazz as a true number one seed? Because I don't. Ain't no way they make it past the second round. Do I believe in them as a true number one seed? They play great team basketball. They are coached great. But in the NBA, I think if it was the NFL, they would have a chance to win a championship. The NBA is different. The NBA, you need you need that star power. Like you need um, obviously team depth, ball movement, all those things are great. But um, you need a dog or two at the end of the game where it's like, all right, get out the way, I'm gonna get us a bucket, I'm gonna take us home, and then obviously you need team defense to get stops. So they have a chance. I won't say no way in hell they won't make it to the second round. I wouldn't be shocked if they end up in the Western Conference Finals or something. Uh, is Donovan Mitchell back? Will he be? Will he be a hundred for the playoffs? Obviously, if he's um 100 for the playoffs that changes things for him but i would say lakers you know you got lakers you got i would put the clippers above them honestly down the stretch as you know as even though they've tricked it off plenty of times but um well, Donovan Mitchell might kind be set for the playoffs, so you guys let me know if they'll be back. But if they're back and they're 100%, they got a chance, but I don't see them as a true one seed. Pelicans missed the playoffs. Um, Disappointed. I wouldn't say Zion. Craig asked, is, is Zion disappointing this season? I would say absolutely not. Zion um, Zion balled this season. He balled. Very efficient. Um think he had the very – I can't think of the, the record that he set this year that Michael Jordan or somebody else had, but very efficient. I think um, I'm disappointed in that team as a whole, but definitely not disappointed with, uh, with Zion, not at all. They got a lot of talent on that team. They should definitely uh, make the playoffs. <laughs> definitely make the playoffs, man. What else we got, man? I feel like I'm missing something. Let me, let me, let me check real quick before I let y'all go, man. Um, Let me check it real quick. Uh, you know what? I got a question from Tone. We've been talking about crypto. So, Tone, what do you think of all these cryptos popping up? Like, HOKK, I don't even know what that one is. Um, You know, I... Been the been in the crypto game for a long time, man, a long, long time, way back in 2017, which seems like an eternity from now. And uh over that time, it's probably been uh, who knows how many new cryptos pop up. Some have ran up, some have not. I don't get into the, a lot of the new ones, honestly, just because I been in the same ones for so long and i you know when i invest in things i invest in things that i can believe in and i can understand to an extent um and that i want to ride away you know for a while you know not like a height wave for a couple months or a couple weeks it's the new thing the shibu or the uh come rocket um this coin that coin hot every week every day it's a new it's something new so i don't go out and chase doge Uh, a lot of hype, a lot of, you know, a community behind that. Um, So I don't chase, but I'm big on Ethereum. This is not financial advice, entertainment purposes only, disclaimer. I'm big, personally, I'm big on obviously Bitcoin. I I would never sell my Bitcoin. Um, But I I would compare Bitcoin to like, having a safety deposit box having like diamonds having um gold bars stored away somewhere like Bitcoin I, I look at Bitcoin as kind of like a store of like wealth like pat, you know pass and move wealth not like Bitcoin to go buy a Tesla or go buy some groceries or go pay a bill like that's not what Bitcoin what I think Bitcoin the use for that would be um ethereum ethereum is kind of like A platform that a bunch of other things on the blockchain and NFTs and other things are kind of built on top of. So, Ethereum, obviously, the use case for them is so much is going to be, it's going to have to be used. You can buy a lot of other cryptos. You can do a lot of other things with Ethereum that you can't do with other coins. So, I think that, you know, has the best long term growth potential. I'm standing that. Bitcoin obviously um, as well, long-term growth. Litecoin. Um, back when I got into that in 2017, they were saying like Litecoin would probably be like the date, like the type of stuff you'll spend at like a grocery store, you know, at a bodega. You know, you buy something from your friends instead of Cash App, you send us some Litecoin. That was the thought process behind that. That's why I got into that. And I just kind of missed rocking with them. You know, obviously the growth has been there, very volatile, still a very new. Thing overall, so you're gonna see dips, you're gonna see highs. I've seen the value of one of my bitcoins go from the time I bought it around 15,000, I saw it get up to like 17, 18, maybe, which was like an all time high. I saw it dive all the way down to being worth probably less than $3,500. Um, and just my mindset when I got into it was, I'm gonna stay in this for five, ten years. So when it went down to $3,500 you know, personally, I didn't flinch and I seen it, you know, go back up and now, you know, was up at 60, almost 60,000 at some, at one point recently. And now it's dropped down to, let's see what Bitcoin is at right now after Elon. So, uh, Bitcoin is now at 50,000, $50,100 is what it's worth. Um, over the last week, really last night, it, it, it's it's down twelve and twelve point eight percent. Excuse me. Over the last month, mind you, this is coming down off all time highs. It's down sixteen point eight percent. But if you look at it over the year, like if you had a bit, if you bought a Bitcoin a year ago from today, it's up four hundred and thirty eight percent. So. You know, and I'll do the same thing for Ethereum real quick. Ethereum, which is taking off this year. So in the last week, Ethereum is up seven seven 7.8%. The last 24 hours is down 10%. It kind of took a dive, you know, it's like everything did yesterday in the crypto space. Last month is up 78%. And then in the last year, Ethereum, remember you've had the boom of NFTs, You've had other things that's been built on the Ethereum. So it's up 1,812% on a year. So, you know, and that's the number two most held coin uh, or crypto on Coinbase. I use Coinbase, it's a lot of other things that are out there, crypto.com, Binance uh, are legit ones that I've heard about. Um, but yeah, you know, do your research. Invest, in, invest, invest something that you're okay with losing, and then most importantly, just let time do its thing. If you believe in it, this is in the stock market, in the crypto market, in any market. If you believe in something long term, that's when you invest in it and invest in it and let it rock. I don't believe in being a well, I won't say I don't believe in being a trader, but I I wouldn't tell somebody, hey, yeah. Overnight, dump some money in a brokerage account and start being a trader. Like, hey, oh, it's a high here. Let me sell and take profits. Let me buy here at this spot. Let me, cause you getting in trying to time up a market. That's not realistic. Like most people who try to trade, end up failing. Most people end up failing. These are professionals. Trading is a day, like day trading and shit. Like that. that's a that's a full time full time job where you have to study and be able to read charts, and be able to do this, and do that. That's not like reading Twitter and saying, oh, a bunch of people saying buy this, let me go buy that. Investing, my 12 year old became an investor at age 11. Like I let her pick some stocks that she liked, that she was interested in, that she thought would be good long term. She put some money in there, and over a year now, it's been doing great, better than I thought. She picked things that I didn't even have in my portfolio. She picked Chipotle. That was the first thing she said. Oh, Chipotle. She got it like 700 something dollars. I'm like, Chipotle? Yeah. All right. And she went and got Chipotle. She tried to get TikTok, but you, you know, couldn't invest in that. And, um, you know, her, her shit is booming. So anybody can be an investor. You go to the companies, you believe it, and you let them do their thing long term. So, um. That's the investment talk for today. But I uh, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all know what to do. Go holler at my man, Pat, uh, Pat McAfee, and the Pat McAfee Show. I will be there. I'll be on, on, on Pat show again on uh, this Friday in studio. We'll be back on the Man to Man pod on Monday. Like I said, make sure you go check out our last interview. And we talk all about money and investments. Talk some basketball, too, with my man Michael Baptist out there, Rockefeller with the Vios Group um he's been in the game over 20 years as a wealth advisor um and now he's representing athletes and um so check out the episode hopefully it helps if you're not interested in investing saving you know money it wasn't just for you know big money high net worth individuals we had some conversations about you know that can um you know impact any and everyone so um go check it out and i appreciate you trying to get this Let's see where uh where Chipotle is. Let me see real quick before I let y'all go. Oh, nana, yeah. So so my baby up forty four percent on Chipotle. You know it's up at thirteen hundred forty four dollars now. So um yeah, she believed in it. And now she's letting time do its thing. So, uh, we out, man. We don't talk. We not talk. Just ball here, man. We ball. We 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 invest. We all that, man. So, um, like I said, I see y'all Friday. That's tomorrow. I'll see y'all tomorrow at the beach house. Pat McAfee show. Y'all go tap in. We are out of here. Some things I didn't get to, but who knows? Maybe y'all start seeing me every day. The Darius Butler Show coming soon. And uh, shout out to my man AB, Antoine Bethea. Couldn't be here today. He's on vacation with his beautiful family. Um, you know, doing his thing. He'll be back. We'll be back together on Monday. Shout out to AB. And I uh, appreciate y'all for tapping in. Keep tapping in, man. We are only getting started. We will be here. We will be here. Merch coming soon. do 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 We out of here. Well... I'm out of here. Holla at y'all. See y'all Monday. Well, actually, nah. See y'all tomorrow. i